0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
1: It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. Our super producer and host Dave Shepard, he's holding it down for us in New York City. And there's no show without you. So thank you for listening. You could be hanging out in Southern California. You could be up in the Northeast. You could be down in Florida. You could be in Georgia with me. You could be in Honolulu. You could be in Alaska. You could be in Toronto. Wherever you're at, thank you for listening. Free Odyssey app, your local affiliate. Sirius XM Channel 158. And if you got a smart speaker, you can always just walk in the house, walk in the door, and just say, hey, play CBS Sports Radio and then we'll pop right the hell out. That'll be great. It's been a busy, busy, busy night. The Texas Rangers win the World Series. Uh, they beat the Arizona Diamondbacks the final score 5 to nothing. Texas wins the series, the World Series, four games to one. Corey Seager is named MVP. Bruce Bochy joins Joe Torre as someone who has four championships. And in his first year managing the Texas Rangers, Bruce Bochy just has another one. Congratulations to him. Uh, We've talked about the passing of of Bob Knight at 83 years old. Uh, We had the great opportunity to talk to one of his former players, Randy Whitman, and then also a familiar voice here on CBS Sports Radio, uh, Scott Farrell, came through and joined us as he, at that time, worked at the radio station and ended up developing a personal father-son-like relationship with bob knight there's so much to talk about so much to get into but first let's let's do this before i get into the top six list let's take a listen to the final call the texas rangers winning their first world series in their 45 year history this is courtesy of the rangers radio network
0: two balls two strikes spores kicks and fires
1: he struck him out looking
0: it's over it's over The Rangers have won the World Series! Ranger fans, you're not dreaming! The Rangers are the World Series champions! After 52 years in Texas, 63 years of the franchise, the wait is over! And the celebration has begun!
1: This is 45 years of the organization existing, it's nine postseason appearances. Uh, they started in 1961. The Texas Rangers didn't have their first, even postseason, appearance until 1996. Uh, they went to two World Series a little more than a decade ago, lost both of them, including uh, one to Bruce Bochy, ironically, uh, with the San Francisco Giants. The next year, they lost that one in seven games to the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. And here they are now in their third opportunity to win a championship and they get the job done. Corey Seager is your World Series MVP here for 2023. Uh, it's his second. Back in that pandemic year 2020, the Dodgers over the Houston Astros, Corey Seager won an MVP, and now he wins another one, and he joins the likes of, these are some cool names, Sandy Colfax, Bob Gibson, and Reggie Jackson, the only other individuals who have won two world series mvps uh, reggie jackson cory Seeger, they're the only ones to actually go out there and do it for two separate teams cory Seeger spoke to fox and he talked about finally being able to help bring a world series to the rangers
2: it's a lot of credit to them, a lot of credit to CY, a lot of credit to our ownership, you know, on having a, a view and bringing in people, and it's just, it's truly incredible, you know, to have this group behind us and to be not or to be world champs now,
1: man, it's it's crazy. Yeah, well, good good on them, and that's 63 years that these Texas Rangers have been around. They had to win 11 games here on the road. A matter of fact, they didn't just win 11 games; they went 11 and 0. They did not lose a road game here on their way to the World Series. They also hit a home run in 16 consecutive games. This is a a wild stretch for the Texas Rangers. And Bruce Bochy, he also spoke about coming out of retirement and being able to win it all.
0: It's unreal. I was sitting on a recliner there in Nashville and just enjoying myself when he called me. And I tell you what, I'm so honored to ride with these guys. Uh, they, They inspire me with how resilient they've been but to get this call be part of this i know how blessed i am i can't thank these guys enough
1: yeah kudos to bruce Bochi. this man picked up his fourth world series title he certainly did walk out of retirement come out of retirement step up off of his recliner and now he's a a world series champ again Uh, three with the san francisco giants and now he can say damn it i picked up another one here with the texas rangers it's the chair sport re show on cbs sports radio i'm gonna get some more of your calls uh, about the world series we can talk more about bob knight we'll get there but right now because it is wednesday night into thursday morning i'm not contractually obligated to bring you a top six but programming wise that's exactly what i do and with all of the news that we've had in the world of sports not even over the past 24 hours But over the past several weeks, we got some teams right now that are just uh, showing their you-know-what, the plumber's crack. Okay, it's not pretty. Nothing good looking about it. These teams are showing their ass. These teams are dysfunctional. And you can thank a team that, I don't know, maybe fired a coach and a GM 24 hours ago for helping to inspire this list. And so without wasting any time, It's time for a new top six list here on CBS Sports Radio. The top six dysfunctional teams in sports. I like the boys to men. Where's the music? Six, five, four, three, two, one.
0: It's time to get JR's latest top six list. Only on the JR Sport Brief.
1: It is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. It's time to look at the top six dysfunctional teams in the world of sports right now. It's nice to know that there are some teams that have graduated off of this list. Congratulations to the Washington Commanders having a new owner in in Josh Harris. Because if Daniel Snyder was still around, yeah, the, the Commanders would certainly be here. So don't expect them on tonight's top six list. I can tell you there is a surprise here to start, but you know what? Sometimes success, can it breed failure? Quite possibly. Hey, Shep, what number are we starting off with? Number six. (laughs) I I think this this counts as dysfunctional. I'm sorry. Today, as of this moment right now, not knowing what the hell their future is going to be, despite their success, it's the New England Patriots. Yeah, I got to put them here. Yeah, it, I know it sounds crazy, but you want to tell me that they're not dysfunctional? You want to tell me that Bill Belichick with his ass team, the team is ass is pretty bad right now, they got a 2-6 and six record. They got a Mac Jones who, who's throwing interceptions and that they can't even bench because they don't have nobody to replace them. We're talking about a New England Patriots team where Bill Belichick just a season ago said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to have an offensive coordinator. I'm going to have two guys sit around and figure out what the hell to do with the job and Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. We have an organization with Robert Kraft, used to winning championships over the past 20 years, who openly criticizes his head coach, not just how he doesn't spend money in free agency, the fact that he has had to spend money in free agency to cover up uh, some of his draft mistakes, and also the fact that Bill Belichick, well, let's let's be real here, ain't no lifetime guarantee that he's going to have the job. And so, yeah, are they on the high list of, of being dysfunctional? No. But the New England Patriots have certainly been wallowing around in the crap. And it doesn't smell too good right now. It was only a couple of weeks ago where over a two-week span, they were outscored 72 72- to three, tell me that sounds like a Bill Belichick team. They're dysfunctional because, damn it, Robert Kraft and Belichick. Yeah, I know they ain't seeing eye to eye, and I don't give a damn what contract extension Belichick got. Belichick, thinking about football. That's all Bill Belichick thinks about. Belichick was asked uh, more recently, after you know losing to the Dolphins. About what they need to do to get better. How can you turn things around, Bill? What needs to happen? Bill Belichick, give me just a a very lengthy, full response. What do you have to say?
3: Win many games with that with barely 200 yards in offense.
0: Well, it's a combination of things. Yeah. You play better offense, play better defense.
1: They need to play better offense and, and play better defense. All right, well, uh, thank you. Thank you, Bill Belichick. Appreciate that. The fact that this man might be uh, possibly coming to an end as the, the head coach is it's real interesting. Because they're going to need a quarterback. And eventually, one day, yeah, the New England Patriots are going to need a new coach. All good things got to come to an end. And things have been bad since Tom Brady walked away. I got the Patriots six here at dysfunctional. Hey, what's the next team? number five hey look I, I I told you that there are no uh, commanders on this list It's because the owner is gone. This team is no longer a full laughing stock but they still are one because of their owner. They might be on a dysfunctional list in perpetuity until the team is sold. It's the New York Knickerbockers tonight unfortunately for them they beat the Cavaliers last night. They play him back-to-back. They lose 95-89. to And I know about the New York Knicks and their their recent success. I know about the New York Knicks just even last season being able to wake up and actually win a playoff series against those same Cleveland Cavaliers. But the New York Knicks are dysfunctional. Okay? James Dolan is on some other you-know-what. Kicking fans out of the arena. Walking Charles Oakley out of the arena. Banning fans from the arena. This man is off of the chain. I still believe he and Charles Oakley are in active litigation following Oakley's removal from years ago. If there is any owner in the world of professional sports who happens to be petty, there is no one more petty than James Dolan. And Charles Oakley, even a few years ago, He sat down on ESPN, and he basically said, man, this dude, his family, they all need to be investigated. Listen to this. Mr. Dolan, the father of it wasn't like this. It's just uh, when you hand stuff down and people ain't used to working to get stuff, and then they want to be a control. Um, I see a lot of bad stuff going on. And a lot of people know it, but ain't nobody stepping up, speaking up. Because if I'm on the NBA and I keep seeing this same team and the same person involved with not the game, with people at the game treating them wrong. And that's just me. You know, the place, somebody pay their money to come and see a a game. You serve liquor. You never know what happens when you serve liquor. So if you don't serve liquor, maybe you can say, well, I can't blame the fan. When you serve liquor and people – you losing, they get frustrated. They want to see your team win. Man. He talked about nepotism. He's like, hey, daddy gave him the team, and now he's a crybaby, which is true. There's no line about that. So the New York Knicks currently running on the treadmill, on their way to winning, I don't know, 44-ish games, on their way to the postseason. Uh, but unless there's some changes, they'll probably lose. Uh, but here's the deal. They'll probably always be dysfunctional as long as James Dolan runs the team. Uh, I don't have to tell you about issues of uh, sexual assault and payouts there and uh, threats of of, of boy co- boycotts outside of Madison Square Garden. Ridiculous contracts like Allen Houston, uh, Phil Jackson being hired as the, the president when the man is never running whole, a whole organization. It dysfunctional? Name me another team. That walked one of its legends out of the building and is now an act of litigation. Tell me a team. Anyway, the New York Knicks, number five, top six dysfunctional teams. Hey, where are we going next? Number four. We got to go to the college ranks, don't we? And if we're going to the college ranks, we got to talk about a team that hired a guy who went to other teams when he wasn't supposed to sat in the stands, and then you mean to tell me at one point he went to a Central Michigan game and he stood on the opposing team's sideline and a hat and sunglasses? You can't make this up. This is Michigan, okay? That dude, Connor Stallions, who was on the staff, who went around stealing signals. Oh, you thought he was stealing them from the stands? I mean, he's being investigated right now for literally putting on a a hat and sunglasses like well what is this is this the three stooges is this Groucho Marx is this uh, hey Shep what's the guy from uh, Home Improvement the neighbor you never saw his face what was that guy Mr. Wilson this is Mr. Wilson I mean is this Bobby Valentine shout out to Bobby Valentine one day he got kicked out of a game and he had the nerve to sit in the, the, the dugout came back With sunglasses and a mustache. Don't even get me started on Jim Harbaugh. Is he coming? Is he going? Is he going to the pros? Is he going to coach the Vikings? Is he going to stay at Michigan? Is he getting an extension? Is he going to get fired? Is he going to beat Ohio State? They love him. They hate him. We want him. We keep him. Right now they're 8-0. They're probably going to smack the living hell out of the Purdue Boilermakers. But let me tell you something. When you got a guy who was accused of spying on other teams and a hat and sunglasses, can you tell me that's not dysfunctional? There has to be a punishment coming. But either way, Jim Harbaugh, he ain't thinking about it. No distractions for him. Listen to this.
2: You just have to let it play out. You know, cooperate um, with the investigation and... Um, and, and watch how it plays out. But the, the speculation part, too much of a one-track mind of coaching the team to, to be able to engage in every piece of speculation.
1: He's just focusing on beating up Purdue, that's it. He's not focusing in on anything else. He's not focusing in on his next NFL job. He's not focused in on the guy in a hat and his sunglasses. He's just worried about Purdue. And then he'll worry about Ohio State because we know if he doesn't beat them, And they're going to try to get his ass up out of there again. If you want to talk about dysfunction, go to the college ranks. Michigan, I got number four on the list. What's number what? Number three. We got to go to baseball. We have to go to California. We have to go to Southern California. And we have to talk about a team that just let its manager leave Southern California to Northern California to the Bay because both he and the general manager didn't get along. I am talking about the San Diego Padres. You want to talk about dysfunction? One season to the next, night and day. They win every close game. They lose every close game. The former manager of the team and Bob Melvin beefs with the general manager, A.J. Preller, who is now going through managers like, I don't know, it's, it's Halloween candy. You talk about a team with a payroll close to $260 million, third highest in the majors, and they can't even sniff the postseason. You talk about a team with a Manny Machado. People are saying that he's too controversial. You talk about a Fernando Tatis Jr. who doesn't know how to stay off of a motorcycle, I don't know, let alone get a clean haircut that wouldn't trigger a steroid's allegations. You want to talk about a Padres team? You're talking about a team... of dysfunction right now oh yeah and by the way there was a report today that the Padres have been having a little bit of a cash problem that they had to take out a 50 million dollar loan two months ago just to cover expenses including player payroll you want to tell me that that's not nutty? you want to tell me that baseball likes this? The Padres are going into the toilet real fast. And A.J. Preller, just recently, he talked about how Bob Melvin wasn't the best fit for the Padres. He might have to think about that for himself. Got different departments here that contribute to winning um, and making sure that everybody's on the same
3: page and communicating. That's probably my biggest job. And, you know, I think as we go forward to the next manager, we've got to make sure we have somebody that You know, that uh, like from that standpoint, wanting the best information, wanting to use our resources as an organization, and myself kind of over the top trying to coordinate it all. I think that's something I've got to really focus on to make sure we nail that. And we did at different points in the last couple of years, but you know, I think as Bob alluded to here, um, you know, I think he felt it was a little better fit. And I think we've got to find a manager that that fits our our group and our organization right now.
1: They're going to have to find a different general manager that fits the organization that is where they're gonna have to go because A.J. Preller is not it and for a team that reportedly can't even pay its bills without taking out a loan that that sounds dysfunctional to me that and the the star uh, Fernando Tatis whose uh, haircut and ringworm medication triggered his uh, positive drug test anyway Padres the number three on my list who else is dysfunctional where are we going with this
0: Number two.
1: We had to spend so much time talking about them last night. (sighs) They got a new head coach now. Played linebacker. Damn it, it's the Raiders. I got the Raiders number two here on the list. You want to talk about dysfunction? I spent an hour talking about Mark Davis yesterday. How if anybody needs to be fired, it should be him. You bring in a head coach, you fire him, you bring in a a GM, you fire him. Man, you should be fired. Josh McDaniels at his introductory press conference, of which was only, I don't know, uh, a year, a year and change, a year and a half ago. Josh McDaniels sat on the stage and he basically showed so much love to, to Mark Davis and talked about how the Raiders would return to glory. Please tell me what happened.
3: It was going to take a special place uh, for me to, uh, to really leave where I was. And I found that here uh, in Las Vegas. And I have faith uh, in me to, to lead this team as the head coach. Uh, and I know that the
1: greatness of the Raiders is in its future. And I can't wait to get started. And he has gotten the boot. Raiders stink, man. Do I, do I need to get into the car accidents? Do, do I need to talk about Chandler Jones? That, th- that stuff is off the field. That's not even things on it, man. You want to talk about dysfunction? I got the Raiders here at number two. It's the JR Sportby Show on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back, talking about dysfunctional teams in sports, it's not the Rangers who just won the World Series tonight. I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell you numero uno. Don't move. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Just want to commend you, man, kind of what the other caller said. Patience of a saint.
3: And, uh, man, I just respect you so much how, how professional you are. And, uh, man, just, you know, mature. You know, I mean, you're getting attacked, but yet you took the high ground. You know, you stayed professional and, and stayed being a, a good man. So I just commend you on
0: that. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS.
1: The JR. Sport B Show on CBS Sports Radio. Texas Rangers World Series champions. Baseball season is over. Now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, there's still no more baseball, none at all. And as I sit here in the studio, I'm watching the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers. Every time Kawhi Leonard walks by, who has uh, 30 points, by the way, Lakers currently lead 103 to 97. Every time I see Kawhi, I go, wow, this man is actually playing basketball for now. It's yeah, still still early in the season. That 100% correct. Uh there is no uh what's that beard guy James Harden. He ain't playing yet. he's not playing yet. i yeah, well, I'll let you know about this game as it continues on. We're going to get into the World Series some more and talk more about Bobby Knight. We got a lot to do. I'll still be hanging out here with you for the next 90 minutes an hour and a half. I was in the midst and I'm still am, I still am, uh sharing with you tonight's top six list. It's what I do every Wednesday night into Thursday morning. And in honor of those uh spectacular Raiders of Las Vegas, I gave you a top six. I am giving you a top six list of some of the most dysfunctional teams in sports. And so let me go ahead and uh and share this with you before I give you number one. And number six. Yeah. You sit at the top of the mountain, it's a great fall. And number six, I gave you the Patriots. Just based on everything that has happened over the past several seasons, Tom Brady leaves, they go into the toilet. And even Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, is looking at Bill Belichick going, man, what the hell are you doing? And number five, this team will perpetually be on a list of dysfunctional teams regardless of whatever success they attain. It's the New York Knicks. You can thank uh, someone with some of the largest rabbit ears ever in their current owner, James Dolan. And number four, the Michigan Wolverines. Let's just be real here. They They had a staffer potentially, allegedly, standing on another team's sideline in a hat, shades, and with a mustache. Come on. And then I, I got to throw in the fact that Jim Harbaugh, every offseason, seems like he's trying to go back to the NFL. The team is trying to offer him a contract extension. It, there's just a whole, a whole lot of mess there despite them winning and probably going to the college football playoff, unless they lose to Ohio State. And number three, I gave you the Padres. The Padres just had their manager go from their team to the team of a rival. I mean, you, you can't go out there and make these things up. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's been reported the Padres had to borrow $50 million just to pay for expenses, including the team payroll back in September. Tell me that's not dysfunctional. And number two, I gave you the Raiders. I think you know why. I think we know why. Have you seen Mark Davis' haircut? I know we're not supposed to judge people by how they look, but have you seen his haircut? That's a nutty dude. I got the Raiders here at number two. Now, Now, what team? could possibly be more dysfunctional than the Raiders? What team could possibly be worse? A team with with no home. A team that decided to run itself out of its home. A team that decided to crap on its fans. A team that put on a garbage product. A team that only put, I don't know, just, let let me not even waste any time. It's the Oakland Athletics. Okay, the Oakland Athletics are the most dysfunctional team in sports right now. The way they crapped on their fans on the way out of Oakland. The way that they refused to put a decent product on the field, the way that the owner refused to realistically engage with the city. It's just absolutely terrible. They won 50 games last year. 50. John Fisher is crap. Don't take my word for it. Don't take the word of the the, the fans out in the Bay who support this team that's moving to Vegas and bled its way out of Oakland. Listen to a former pitcher, someone who played for John Fisher in the Oakland Athletics. He just retired. His name is Trevor May. Don't take my word for it. Take his. To the A's organization and every single
3: person part of it, I love all of you. Every single one of you except for one guy. We all know who that guy is. Sell the team, dude. I tried to get a sell shirt, it didn't get here fast enough. Sell it, man. Let someone who actually like takes pride in the things they own own something. There's actually people who give a shit about the game. Let them do it. And also, if you're going to be if you're going to just be a greedy greedy fuck, own it. There's nothing weaker than being afraid
1: of cameras. Uh, thank you, Trevor May. You want to talk about dysfunction? It's the Oakland Athletics. They just completely crapped on the city, crapped on their fans. It sounds like they crap on the people that they pay, too. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You want to talk about dysfunctional teams? Let me give you this top six. And there's a lot of ass teams out here, okay? There are. Some are worse than others. But for right now, I got the Patriots here at six. I got the New York Knickerbockers at five. I got Michigan at four. Thank you, Jim Harbaugh and your uh, sneaky assistance. I got the Padres here at three. I got the Raiders here at two. What a, sh- what a surprise, right? And I have the Oakland Athletics at number one. It's a team that, that doesn't even have a, a city. Or well, at least they crapped on this city on the way out the door. 855-212-4CBS. I know people want to tell me about their garbage, dysfunctional team. We'll go ahead and take your calls on that. We'll hear and talk to a team that's not garbage right now, the Rangers winning the World Series, and then I'm sure we're going to spend some more time continue on, continuing on with the show uh, talking about the passing passing of Bob Knight. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio.
0: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. How are you? You know, what I wanted to say was
2: that I love your top six list. Those things are awesome. I don't call into radio stations, but this is the second time you've made me call in because I just love your list so much. It's fun to listen to.
0: Call in now at 855 212 4CBS.
1: Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. It gives people a reason to get angry with me. They want to argue with me. And it's, it's fine. It's just a list. I'm not writing you into the pearly gates of heaven. It's just a list. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. I gave you a top six list of some of the most dysfunctional teams in the world of sports right now. At number six, I gave you the Patriots. At number five, I gave you the New York Knicks. At number four, I gave you Michigan. Thank you, Jim Harbaugh. Thank you for allowing cheating and violations. At number three, I gave you the Padres. At number two, I gave you the Raiders. At one, I gave you the Athletics. I don't know what the hell to call them no more. Am I calling them the Oakland Athletics? Am I calling them the soon-to-be Vegas Athletics? I know what I can call the owner. I'm not going to call him anything. Because if I don't have nothing nice to say about anybody, I won't say it at all. At least not in this instance. Hey, and speaking of uh, the Raiders, who I had at number two, they were able to, to share with everyone their new head coach, Antonio Pierce, who won a championship with the Giants and happens to be from California. And now he has an opportunity, after being the linebackers coach, After coaching high school football a few seasons ago, he has a chance to be the Raiders head coach. And his goal, he said, is to go out there and make the Raiders proud. Listen to this.
3: It's a new chapter, it's a new era, it's a new mindset. What is that mindset? It's that of the Raider pride, the commitment to excellence, and making sure our alumni, our fan base, and Raider nation are proud of what they see on the field. I
1: right. I hope he can help them do that. It's going to take a whole lot more than his words and whoever the hell comes over and is the GM. Look, Antonio Pierce might not even be the coach next season. He's going to have to get through this year first. I hope he has success. I actually like him. I don't know. I mean, the organization ain't all that stable. That's why I got them here. Number two, as dysfunctional. 855-212-4CBS. Kurt, he's calling from California. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Good evening, JR. Good to talk to you. Good evening to you.
2: JR, I'm trying to understand something, and I'm not disagreeing with you just to disagree with you about the Oakland A's. Maybe you can help me understand and help baseball fans understand, especially in California, why it is, that when the San Jose the city of San Jose offered to build a stadium and flip the bill for the Oakland A's, why baseball rejected it? And the reason is, my understanding is, is that baseball is exempt from antitrust law, the Sherman antitrust law. And they're the only major sports team in America that's exempt from antitrust. So they're the ones baseball denied the city of San Jose the right to build the Oakland Asia stadium. And I would like to get your opinion as to why the people, when they tried to save their team by keeping them in California, why somebody hasn't interjected and said, wait a minute, The people are willing to do this for the Oakland A's. Why is baseball
1: rejecting it? Kurt, that's a long-ass, drawn-out question. Can you ask me the question without the precursor in 10 seconds? I'll try. Okay. No, no, no. I don't want you to try. Can you ask me the question in 10 seconds? Yes. Do it. Why
2: have not the city of San Jose been allowed to build the Oakland Asia stadium so that they could play there.
1: Okay. So here, here's the answer, Kurt. junior J R don't have an answer to you as to why San Jose is not allowed to build a stadium. My understanding is there's a whole lot more that goes into building a stadium than just saying, okay, why doesn't the city around the Bay go ahead and build them one? I can tell you this, knowing it as fact, is that the guy who owns the Oakland Athletics is full of you-know-what. I can also tell you that Major League Baseball, as an organization, just as a a league, does a crap job in running itself. There should be no reason why you have a team like the Padres who have to go ahead and borrow money for their payroll. There should be no reason that you have a general, or excuse me, a commissioner who wants to mistakenly call the trophy a piece of junk. There should be no reason that you have an owner who talks about the team moving and basically craps on the fans. So I can't tell you why a city isn't allowed to build a stadium, but I can certainly tell you about the management of baseball, whether it be from the commissioner or whether it be from an owner who you just heard from Trevor May, who does a crap job. Just that I had to watch my language, taking a crap on a whole city. Does that help out a little bit?
2: Yes, and and I would just like to respond by saying somebody should challenge baseball and say, oh, listen, well, well the well, people want to build a stadium for the Oakland A's, and you're rejecting it because you have antitrust law, and you should not be allowed
1: to have antitrust well, law. Well, be well, well, Kurt, let me let me let me let me, let me tell you something, uh, Kurt, and thank you for calling from California. Kurt calling to tell me about antitrust laws that have been in, established for the past. I don't even know, 60 and 70 years. Look, the teams want welfare, all right? It'd be nice if the Oakland Athletics stayed in Oakland and didn't move into San Jose to hang out with the Sharks. That, that would be nice. It's already pretty damn awful, if you ask me, that after all the terrible years that the San Francisco Warriors have had, that they move from Oakland the minute that they have some success, okay? So we can get into somebody challenging baseball. It's a private entity, man. That's it. It's a private entity. You got a whole bunch of cities like Vegas who say, oh, no, bring them here because they want the money, okay? And they can go ahead and tax people who run into Vegas in and out, and they can go ahead and generate that money. It's, uh, it's not fair. But you want to talk about someone to challenge baseball? Tell me who it is. You want Jeff Bezos to do it? 855-212-4CBS. Austin's calling from Chicago.
3: JR, I'm going to give you some grades on the, not including the Bears because a lot of this news is uh, kind of into the Chicago market only. But the Bears have to be on this list for three reasons specifically. At the coaching level, the GM level, and the ownership level, starting with the coaching level. I'm not sure if you heard, but the bears have had their second coach fired this season alone for HR issues. We're not talking on field issues, HR issues, which means that the coaching staff isn't, they aren't able to trust character in building their coaching staff. Yes. I,
1: now, I, I, yes. Austin. I, I, I did hear about that in addition to a coach who allegedly was uh, investigated in, in the office. Yes, I did. Go ahead.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, so so there is that, right? And then, two, you look at Ryan Poles, the general manager. He is now the second straight year at the deadline when the Bears are clearly got to be in the selling mode, trying to rebuild the team, tries to buy players at the deadline. Last year, as we all know, Chase Claypool, absolute
1: dud. Yes, they don't now put I know he got Montez value. Sweat. What's the, what's the next one?
3: All right, yeah. And then Montez Sweat, too. Um, I mean, the fact that they – Let me just the one point, Marshall Sweat. They didn't even get an extension set up for him, right? So so now he's
1: going to go into free agency. He's he's an expiring free. I know. What's the third point? I'm just we're hitting the break, so I want to make sure you get it in.
3: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Thank you. Okay. So the third point is simply the fact that the Arlington, uh, so ownership, a few years ago bought this property in Arlington Heights, which is supposed to be where they're going to build this new stadium, and then they still. It's been three years. They still haven't done anything jack squat with it. They're just sitting on their hands. They're playing in a stadium in Chicago they don't even own, so they can't even monetize on it. It's, it's an ownership that's owned by a, ran by a family, and, you know what, and, and they just don't know what they're doing. And that's why, my friend, I think that the Bears are an absolute crapshoot. So I think they should be on that list. That's all i got to say.
1: Well, I agree with you, Austin. I considered them. You, you're 100% correct, but I think there are some teams that are worse. Simple as that. I think there are teams that are worse. It's the JR Sport Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4CBS. Yeah, we're talking about dysfunctional franchises. As I sit here in the studio and I look up and I see the Lakers playing the Clippers, I, I guess they it, can, the, can the Clippers count as being dysfunctional? Nah, eh, not even, they. they yes. They've had it. That ain't, no, Shep, they've had it worse. They've had it Still real dysfunctional. <laughs> uh, they've they've had it worse. This is a saintly organization. The
3: stars don't play JR.
1: This is a saintly organization, right? given the jackass who owned it prior. You proper perspective. It's the JR. Sporty Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The Clippers and the Lakers uh, going into overtime, 117 all. Interesting. We're gonna come back. We're gonna get some more of your calls. Talk about dysfunctional teams. We'll talk about the Rangers winning the World Series. We'll talk about the legacy of Bob Knight. It's a lot to do. LeBron James got to play overtime. He's old and tired. It's the JR Sport Re show on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move.